This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path Hunters Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Hey, hey, what is going on, fellow Path Hunters? Hope you guys are all doing great today. You know, I have to tell you guys a little story before we get into this new episode and with today's guest as well, too, because this ties in together with it. You know, a um, in April 2017, I went to a large event with uh, different entrepreneurs and everything with like Simon Sinek, Lewis Howes, and all these amazing people at this conference. It was amazing. I love the vibe and energy. And then I met a woman and she had the, the, this resonating smile on her face. And, and I, I went up and asked her, you know what? Hey, how's it going? And my name is Paul. Uh, how, how are you enjoying this conference and everything like that? Because like you know everybody was mingling everybody was catch you know kind of networking talking to everybody and i just kind of resonated towards like you know gravitating towards her because like she had this big big smile on her face and i really love that about today's guest actually and so her name's rachel epp and she's a, a uh, single mom entrepreneur and it's, she's she's such an amazing ball of energy and i really love her so much and had her onto the podcast and everything like that and she was you know the first thing she says to me was that I, i'm about to start a new business i'm launching it tomorrow and i don't know how it's gonna go but i am so excited and she has this big smile on her face i just love that a lot so today's guest is rachel epp she's a a honestly entrepreneur mom and she's just amazing because like all the things that she does it's hard enough being a mother already right so like tying it to like entrepreneurship and everything and launching a new business and and putting it all together must be tough and there's something there and i wanted to bring her on just to have a chat and i'm so grateful to have rachel on here today so guys get ready for this episode with rachel epp Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Path Hunters, I have an awesome guest here. She's Canadian. She's awesome. I met her personally myself, and she has this wonderful energy that I really had to bring her on to the podcast because, like, you know, she she represents like the, you know, what what you know, give or take people people go through. And I just wanted to bring her on here to you know tell about her story of how awesome she is. Rachel Epp is in the house here. Rachel, what's going on? Hello, there's a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on these days. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. And uh, thank you for the listeners um, for putting up with my annoying voice for the next little while. This is exciting. <laughs> I, 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 um, I love that. Actually, I really love that. Um, <laughs> You know what? Like I, I resonate towards you very much so because I, I don't know you remember we met at the you know the Archangel Summit and then we started just kicking it off. I loved your energy. I loved your enthusiasm, and it was just really fun to hear your story. And that I spoke to you personally afterwards a little bit on like life, right? And we got on life. We, we we spoke a lot on life. And um, what's cool is like you know I want to let you steer the ship for a little bit and just like for you to explain to the audience of like you know who you are, what you do, and uh, how badass you are. So first of all, this is really fun because like growing up, normally people take microphones away from me and now these days they're giving them to me again. So this is kind of fun. Uh, I've, I've like been the bridesmaid or the maid of honor that hasn't been allowed to give a speech before. So this is kind of cool. I'm known as the woman that you don't put on speakerphone with your kids in the car. So like <laughs> this is the best for me. Um, so what am I all about? Was that the question? Yeah. Because I kind of went on a ramp. A ramp. 
hate well, there. Who, but who are you? Who who's I, Rachel App? Well, I'm Rachel App. I am um I'm 35 year old woman. I have been in business for as long as I can remember. I started hustling babysitting. It was uh, hilarious. Um, and I made a lot of money babysitting for a long time. I made more money babysitting than I did like with a real job. So I just continued to babysit into my like very late teens. Um, and I'd babysit for people that sometimes like couldn't pay me. So I'd take their dog, like things like that. They'd end up giving me a puppy for payment. So like, I just knew how to hustle from a really young age. Um, and I started hustling crafts like as a 12 year old and selling crafts to neighbors at 18. Um, no, at 16, I went to school, got my aesthetics license, started a spa in my mother's dining room. That was fun. Um, so like dining room table out, waxing table in, if you can imagine my poor mom, (laughs) but God bless her for giving me the space to just be creative and do so. Um, I started cleaning somewhere along the line for somebody else and then decided one day that I was just going to start my own cleaning company was the weirdest thing that happened. And here we are 18 years later with, um, still running the cleaning company and and it's amazing. And I started this new business this year called bear. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a mom. Um, my daughter is nine years old and she's absolutely incredible. And, it's a lot of take her kid to work days around here, but she's cool with that. And I give her little jobs and I pay her and I'm happy to teach her like what hard work looks like. And, uh, I just, I have to learn how to use my time very wisely as a mom, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I, I, I love that. I love our, I love, I love, <laughs> um, the, the whole entire process, the journey and everything that you've been through, because like, like I said, like we've spoken a lot, um, off record and everything about your journey a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, it was really cool. Like, so, so growing up, you were basically a hustler. You, you had to like, you know, go out there and, 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 yeah. you know, like hustle your way through and everything like that. Um, I kind of want to dial it back and, like, and bring you back to the time where you, um, you know, launched your, 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 you know, cleaning business and then now, like, and now bear. Like, what is, uh, well, I guess like we can take back on like what, what was like, why did you thought about like just starting this company first, like the, the cleaning business? Yeah, so Mrs. Clean came from um, a moment. So my mom was a single mom, and if I wanted to see my mom, I'd have to go visit her at one of her many jobs. So my mom works. Uh, she has. She's always had a career with the school board. She at night would work as a bartender from time to time in different restaurants locally. And at one point in her career, she had a job as a like not a real estate agent, but like, like a condominium agent that would show the model condos. So Mm -hmm. I would go visit my mom on the weekends at this condo building. I'd bring lunch. We'd sit around, we'd chat, but these condos 18 years ago were a half a million and a million dollars. Now they probably go for (laughs) a billion or (laughs) I don't know a lot in this market. But, uh, I, I would just remember very clearly sitting there and looking around this condo and thinking, man, these places were like a million dollars. If they just clean it, they could probably sell it for more. And I saw that connection and that value. And my mom, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. She's like, oh, we do get a cleaning cleaner. And she pulled out the she pulled the bill out. And I was working for a minimum wage, which was like less than seven dollars an hour still. And she's like, and would you believe we pay him twenty dollars an hour? I'm gonna quit my fucking job and start cleaning. Like I'm gonna roll my sleeves up. I'm gonna get some gloves and buy a vacuum and start cleaning for twenty bucks an hour. Uh, like that was big money back then. Yeah. Um as a, as a kid, I was probably 17 or 18 at the time. So I did, um, by the next weekend, I hand delivered flyers when I brought my mom lunch, I had access to the buildings, probably something that I shouldn't tell the public. (laughs) And, And I delivered flyers. 
I, I dropped my mom's name and said, I'm the daughter of Elaine Up. You can go get you can go get a reference on Saturdays and Sundays from like 12 till 5. And my mom's your sales rep. And uh, I got a couple clients within the first week. Um, so what was cool is I invested about $150 in chemicals at the time, even though I'm chemical free now, and a green um, vacuum, like a Kenmore or whatever. Um, and I made my money back in the same day, which was really cool. And I was like, wow, it's all profit now. It's all profit. Like, this is awesome. I put 150 bucks out. I made it back same day. Now I get to make some real money. And, uh, I, I just saw the need. So anyways, fast forward a little bit, I'm cleaning still for these people. I'm getting referrals after referrals from other people because I had no life and all I did was clean your homes. And, uh, then I'd get friends uh, at the same time asking me for jobs. So they would need a job to supplement their income or they were saving for a vacation or saving for a house. So I'd get clients and then I get a new cleaner and then I get clients and I get a new cleaner and it just kind of grew, um, really organically. And I think I've always been really well connected. So I think that was part of the, like my success there. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Mrs. Cl- so I, at one point got mono. Um, if you fast forward, probably 10 years ago, I got mono and I had to run my business from my bed. Um, I feel like it was the universe's way of forcing me into like delegating out entirely and just doing the schedule. I didn't need such a tough lesson though, because it floored me for nine months. I was in bed for nine months running my company. And uh, from that point forward, I ran the company and hired out the cleaners which has a whole bunch of challenges that we don't have time for today. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so that's how I became like a business owner rather than like out there cleaning with a couple of girls on the side. That's crazy. I like, I love that story in terms of like, you just literally just saw the connection and you started with you know $150 <laughs> and you just took action on that. And, it, and it's crazy because like not a lot of people would do that. They would actually sit there and be like, Oh, I need a funnel. I need to do this. I need, uh, all these preparations in place. Oh, it's not perfect yet before I take action. Well, yeah. So Gary V talks a lot about doing that and just doing it. It doesn't have to be right, but just do it. I, at this point with a new business, I do follow that motto, but, um, I try to research just a little bit cause there was some things that I didn't research back then that then got me like, you know, under CRA investigation, <laughs> <laughs> those kind of things. So there's like some really tough lessons along the way, yeah. but I'm really grateful. They were tough lessons when all I had to pay was like $4,000 rather than 20. If it were to happen now, like I learned the lessons early on. Um, was able to self-correct the business and grow with the growth of the business. So all yeah. those lessons, they come, you know, just as as they're needed to come. But a lot of hurdles over the years. I love that. Um, have you ever had times where, where you ever wanted to give up or like were you ever discouraged? or All the time. All the time. And you know what? Like I like to think I have choices. And sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to quit. Like I'm going to quit. I'll go into the office. And, like I think this is the week that I quit. Like I think I'm going to roll in this towel. <laughs> I think you also look for new jobs, like just to my office team that know that I'm just screwing around and having like a hormonal moment or something. <laughs> but like, no, quite often I'm like, I think this is the week, like where I'm just going to throw in the towel or maybe I'll sell the business. And I, and I look at the options and then the time passes and I like to think I have options from time to time, but I know I'm in it for the long haul. I actually really love what I do for so many reasons. And, uh, um, those are my, my, my staff, like my staff are running and I, I love um, providing them with jobs. I love 
that if somebody comes to me and says I need a job more times than none, I can like work that out for them because we're busy. Um, I love the community aspect um, around our company and the little initiatives we're involved in. So I'm in this for the long haul. It would have to take a lot to get me out of this business, I think. But from time to time, I want to throw in the towel. But I think that's, I think that's really related around um, my anxiety. Yeah. Like, let's let the cat out of the bag. I suffer, um, I suffer from anxiety. Suffer is like a shitty word for it. Like, I have anxiety. It's just a part of my makeup. It's a part of my story. And um, some days, I know that the anxiety is what drives the, the want or the need to quit. <laughs> well, well, what, what, what I guess, I guess what I want to know is that is like, like, let's just say you're having one of these like moments where you're like, cause everybody goes through that. Like, trust me, like I have these moments as well too, where I'm like, <laughs> am I doing this or should I just go back to the corporate world? I'm more like, so like what, like, let's just say, run me through a, a time, like when you were feeling this way and like, you know, yesterday and, and, and how did you get out of it though? Like, how did you? pull yourself out uh, of it and continue going drugs. So, <laughs> so yesterday what should have been a really good moment um i won a contest that uh i won a kiosk at our local mall so now my new business bear i have a kiosk for it at the mall which is so cool but i got the email and it conflicted with a bunch of trade shows that i have and i'm like oh my god how am i gonna do this like i don't know what, what am i doing why have i done this to myself how am i gonna make this happen and that anxiety really sunk in yesterday so I try to breathe. I try to call a friend. I try to tell myself that like this will pass. Let's 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 deal with this tomorrow. Like I know that I was in panic yesterday over this um, mm. and a bunch of other stuff. So I have coping mechanisms now. Um, you know, like I've seen a counselor over the years in order to gain knees and dealt with business coaches and yeah. read more self help books than chapters carries for sale. <laughs> And uh, I just have coping mechanisms. So if I could give any advice to anybody dealing with this uh, kind of mental health issues, just to make sure you have coping mechanisms. Um, at one point, I created a list, like panic attack, okay. And I created a checklist. So I knew how to like coach myself through these moments. So and sleep, good night, sleep last night, a whole new view on the world today, you I know? That. I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, I I believe, I believe that's so true. Like hundred percent as long as you have these coping mechanisms, like it's, it's true. Um, I just want to get your insights in terms of like, um, let's just say like you met someone that, that really wants to take action and wants to build a business on their own. And like you as well too, where, where they, they're, they suffer from a lot of like, you know what I mean? They're kind of scared. They're kind of worried. They have like anxiety. Um, what would you tell this person? The only difference between me and you is that I, I take action and just do it. So just do it. Like anybody can do what I do. I really feel that way. Um, I think some of us have more drive in us than others, but they may just have to work harder than I do to, to get to the end point, but just to take action and just get it done. You want to start a business, do it. You want to go back to school, just make it happen and just know that you're like, like my anxiety brain or your anxiety brain is going to tell you that you can't do this, but you can you just have to keep telling yourself that you can and self-correct your own um, vocabulary. And when you're in a good space, work on those um, th those skill sets that'll make you stronger uh, when you do have the breakdown or the attack. Like just keep pushing through it. Yeah. And know that anything you do is going to take ten times longer than you think it is. So just like allow space for that. Um, 
yeah, that's my advice on that. I love that. You know, Rachel is on fire right now. It's only been like, what, 20 minutes and it's been like really good golden nuggets dropping by Rachel here. And I love it because like it's, um, I've always been curious because, um, you know, I, I, I was telling you a little bit before this podcast started that, you know, I have like the utmost respect for like women who are like moving with like urgency, like, like it's on, like they're on fire, like their soul, like I am going to own this. And like, that's what it feels like when I talk to you, because it's like you, you started a cleaning business, you have that going. And then when we spoke, you're like, I'm launching a business, a new one (laughs) next Monday. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So you should know that that business did not get launched. I do have all the product. It is ready to go. It has to wait till January. So side note here with all of this stuff is sometimes you got to back burner stuff. Sometimes you have to look at your to-do list and Mm. know that this is not going to get me farther. This is not a top priority right now, but it will be in January. So you got to back burner some things respectfully to yourself, or I'm going to end up having like some other health crisis. Um, And I got sick. So I've been dealing with like, this stupid virus that's been going around this winter, I got sick. So I wasn't able to, um, you know, kind of hustle at my usual pace the last four or five weeks. Yeah. It's what it is. So it gets backburnered. It's, um, it's, it's very Canadian of us, right? Because, um, uh, we do get like our harsh winters and stuff like that. So we do deal with a lot of stuff compared to our American friends where a little bit South where like, which I always, um, it, our winter sucks. Like it's cold. Well, and-, and I have a child who brings like every goddamn germ <laughs> in the house. Like, ugh. <laughs> I love her, but they're so germy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell, tell us about like this, like new business and everything. Like, because like, I'm, I'm curious because, um, I'm curious to know, like, like what made you made this decision to go turn it, like, you know I mean? You kind of put it in the back burner for a little while. I know that you're going to go through with it because you're, you're, I know like you seem like the person to me that you'll, you'll see a project to the very end. Yeah. Well, and I have this stock sitting in my storage area. So this other business, it's called classy bitch co. It is a apparel and accessory line. (laughs) You're laughing. (laughs) I like Um, it. And I was inspired. I went to Hasten Hustle, which is a uh, really amazing event that a good friend of mine put on. And I, ended up being a volunteer at this event due to some logistics. So I was supposed to go and sit and like be an attendee and I ended up volunteering and it was like some girls, they like wait their whole life for their wedding day. And I think I had been waiting my whole life for like this day because I got to meet Gary V. I got to be on security. I was in the green room with Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat and all these like really super famous business gurus and I just was on fire like I was so inspired after my four days running the haste and hustle uh event um and I can't wait to do it again in February so I came home after four days uh and I was buying one of Gary's um sweatshirts or something online which I gotta I gotta be honest it fell apart for the $60 American and that night I was sitting there and I'm like, why am I spending 60 bucks on somebody else's brand? This is bullshit. And it just clicked in my head. <laughs> the whole entire business and the logo, everything downloaded into my head. So I've worked four days, gotten no sleep for four days. 
I'm trying to sleep. I can't sleep. I get out of bed. I take my kids craft paper. I put it on my dining room wall and I start like whiteboarding essentially this business idea. I'm telling you everything you see came out of my brain that day. So I was like, well, this is a gift. I need to do something with this. So I called, um, Hasten Hustle's, uh, owner and founder, Shauna Arnott. It was like, Shauna, I had this idea last night when I came home when I was supposed to be sleeping and it must've just been the adrenaline. Right. Um, and she goes, Rachel, it's a really good idea. And my idea is to just sell this stuff online. But really, in order to make those business connections, I just want to set up booths at other people's events and sell this swag. And it's keychains, it's mugs, it's t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and they're really good stuff. And because I'm so like uh, brand obsessive and need to have the good quality, it's it's really good stuff that's not going to fall apart in 30 days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it is. I wish I had a mug to show you. See, I should be like <laughs> drinking a coffee right now with this mug, but I don't. Oh my gosh, I love um, I love your energy seriously because um, <laughs> it's like it's really contagious, and I love that about you. Um, and 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 like it's. What would you say, I guess like I'm shifting gears a little bit because I'm curious to know now, like in case like, what would you say is like almost like the key component into like, let's just say starting out um, and like, let's just say, okay, so let's just say I, you met this new person that's starting out, starting a small business and everything like that. They really want to get themselves out there, whatever business yeah. method it may be. But what do you, what do you say is like the first step to start to get yourself out there? I think um, having an idea okay. is the first step. Like you got to have an idea. And then as much as I haven't been strategic over the years, I can see where my brain was making me be strategic. And for like a year, I did nothing but trade shows uh, for Mrs. Clean. The year after that, I did nothing but go to social events and meet with other entrepreneurs and business owners um, and build relationships. So I think um, just finding where and, – and these people, like say at the Business After Fives that are local um, – Tamra Commerce has, they're not even my clients, but what they are is they're my cheerleaders. So when somebody on a social network is, I need a cleaning lady, my cheerleaders are out there tagging me in posts and gaining business for me. So again, just to reiterate this is these people I'm mad at these social networking events are not my clients. My clients my day just by attending events and building relationships with people. The odd one of them may use our services, but it's basically I, I gain referrals from it oddly enough so even though they're not using your services they trust me they trust my business yeah. they know who i am yeah so i think just building relationships relationships with people is really really important um and not being too sales like um so you can try to sell be like that this is my agenda i want to sell you this or you can give 10 away for free on your facebook instead and then 30 more people are going to want them or 50 more people or, or whatever that looks like in your world, right? Yeah. But I, I, I've never really been salesy on any social network with people. Mm. But I've made it known that I'm here and I'm taking over and this is what I do. Uh, I honestly, I love this. This is a great conversation because like <laughs> um, ripping off on that, I guess, like I, I'm curious now because like um, I too believe in the exact same way as you too. Like relationships is key even when you're starting out with, you know, basically essentially nothing. Um, what do you think are, are, are important in terms of building great relationships? Consistency. Um, 
even right now, I just had a call with my business coach today and he's like, what could you be giving up? Like, are you spending too much time in the computer or social media? And honestly, I said, no. Um, so the consistency looks like for me is I'm still busy as I am right now. I'm still making sure I'm actively, actively engaging on social media. Um, because I need to look, I need to appear as if I'm still around, <laughs> even though I'm not, cause I'm so busy with this new business. Um, because I feel like if all of a sudden I drop off and stop commenting on your business posts, I may be like back of mind for you as far as my company goes. So I still share the posts. I still comment. I still reach out. I still say happy birthday to people on their birthday on social and that kind of thing. It's just the little things. Facebook tells you when somebody's birthday is, send them a message. Mm -hmm. That's saying engage. Contact them before they contact you. That's true. That is 100% true. It, it is a lot of work too as well in terms of like, just um, uh, keeping up with social media. I don't know about you, but there are days where I'm just like, I'm always glued to my phone. I'm always glued to my phone. And it's just like, it just really gets me to the point where like, oh my gosh. Well, lucky for me, I can sit down and pee <laughs> and put a post on social media. <laughs> so that's how I manage my time. <laughs> no holds barred with Rachel here. I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. <laughs> Rachel, like it's okay. So like this is, um, so, so, building great relationships. Is there any other thing that, you know, um, I guess like someone wanted to like build a relationship with you. Like what is like, you know, what do you think is almost like, I don't know, really stands out. Have it, has anyone ever tried to like reach out to you in a way where we want to connect with you, want to build a relationship and like they were it really stands out. Yeah. This guy, Paul keeps harassing me to do this, uh, <laughs> this podcast and to get Skype. <laughs> um, stands out no there's a lot of people funny enough we'll touch on there's a lot of people when you become um successful in their eyes so success in my eyes is very different than success uh in somebody else's eyes that then want to take up your time and you and I've had to really um manage who I spend time with yeah um because they 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 want to successful people want to hang out with other successful people. Right. Um, so I just have to be careful how I do manage my time. Um, right now, if somebody wants to connect with me, I invite them to come over and watch me package products and have coffee. Um, I am not able to go out for dinner or coffee right now because I, I need to spend every minute packaging product for the Christmas season. Yeah. Um, but please come over and entertain me while I do my job. Um, and I will feed you coffee and smoothies and that kind of thing. I don't cook, so I never feed people anything, but <laughs> just come watch me mix, you know? Yeah. So that's how we've been socializing, socializing most recently. It's kind of pathetic, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. Because like, it's, um, it's very understandable, right? It's very understandable. You want to be somewhere you have a certain goal to be to hit and everything like that. And then you have to, um, you know, be very careful of, of, you know, spending your time and taking an inventory of your time and everything. Cause your time is super important. I get that hundred percent. It's hard. Like no dating, no friend time. It's my daughter and my businesses right now. And, and that's it. Do you think, so, uh, do you think in the future, like, you know, if there ever was, you know what I mean? Like, do you think you'll ever slow down? I guess like, uh, or kind of relax or. Yeah, I guess... it's called a heart attack, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen, here's the thing is I'm busy, but I really, really like what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's different than having a job that you go to and you hate. So, um, for me, I don't really want anything else right now. Like I'm very, very happy doing what I'm doing. 
um, in the future, I'd like to have time for yoga again and like leave the house and, and do those kind of things. Um, because I'm a huge fan of like meditation and all of that. But unfortunately my house looks like a freaking factory right now. So it's not a real meditative place. Um, so I'm gonna have to make time. I'd like to make time for the near future to, um, get back on the meditation train outside of the factory here, the sweatshop. Um, so I would like to have, have some more time for things I enjoy. I right now. Um, and that, and that may look like just going to get a pedicure or a manicure, or those type of things, you know, outside of my mom time and in my business time. So in the future, maybe a little bit more, but that being said, Paul, like I have had many years of like, I've just taken three months off in the summer because my business ran itself and I didn't feel like going to work that summer. Like I've had a lot of that time. Um, so although it may not be balanced right now, my life as a whole, if you look at it as a timeline, it has been pretty balanced. Good. You know? Yeah. I like that. Um, and this summer rained, it rained all summer. So why would I take time off? What's the point? Like, you're right. It was, there was no point. It was a rainy summer, and it wasn't it? No, no, we probably had like a maybe a month's worth of like super <coughs> hot weather and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts on um, today's entrepreneurs and stuff, and um, uh, you know, in terms of like what are they doing right, what are they doing wrong? Oh, that's so funny. Um, I don't really, I don't know if I have an opinion on that. Um, I've gotten to know a couple young students through a contest I um, put out with Haste and Hustle and gave away tickets. Um, I think they're trying. I know there's a lot of talk about millennials and how they had everything handed to them. I I really don't know. I don't really have an opinion. Um, I more so have an opinion, though, if you want to, like, kind of touch on this, is, like, people that say they're in business and it's, like, an MLM setup and they're calling this their business and that kind of thing. Yeah. That gets me heated. Me too. But uh, these young people and, and their businesses, I, I just don't know. But these MLMers, like that pisses me off. It's not your business. You're working for somebody else. I know. Um, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. Like. <laughs> I think I think I think I think I think almost we are, we align in that term as well too because like I growing up um, I got approached a lot with like that kind of like business model and everything as well too and then it's it's almost as if like it really. And gets, it's- it's a good business model. Don't you, get me wrong. If you own the business model. You own the business. Like I am actually, do you want to know something that nobody else knows? I know I cut you off, but um, I am actually using that business model with Bear and I will start doing home parties with hostesses in the, in the new year. It's a good business model, but I own the business. Yeah. It, it's true. Like it's as at least like to me, what it feels like, you know, I maybe like it wouldn't be as jaded as, you know, as, if, if it was just like talked about in a different way, I guess, you know what I mean? Like as if it's a way where, where we talk about and say, you know, this is what you can do that you can, you know, get a side hustle and you can get money out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that, you know, I, I'd be okay with hearing about that. But like, the thing is like, whenever someone comes and approaches me because of that business in that business model, they'll be like, um, you know, you'll get financial freedom. You'll own your own business. You get your own sites. You get every. Yeah. I don't know about that though. And I don't, I don't really want to settle for 30%. Like, like that's not my bag. I want like 500%, you know, like, so if, if that's, 
but but those businesses though are good for moms. They are good for moms, but I just wish they wouldn't call themselves entrepreneurs. Yeah. That's that's my only qualm with the industry. <laughs> Just don't call yourself an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur. End of story. It's my opinion. It means yeah. everything. <laughs> you no, know, oh, no, I hear you. No, I hear you. No, no, I hear you. Hundred percent. Like um, shifting gears a little bit. I just want to get your thoughts on. Um, I guess like, like what do you like? We we were at Archangel Summit. So we yes. spoke to like, give or take, like, you know, people and everything like that. Um, I guess I wanted to frame this question a little differently because I noticed this when I was there. I, I wore a t-shirt and I wore jeans and I didn't even care because people wore suits and everything. They were all gorged up and everything. It was nice. But um, it seemed to me like people didn't approach There was some me. good looking men there. There was. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good subject. So you, what you're saying is people didn't approach you because you were in jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. Yeah, because you didn't look like Toronto. I didn't look like, I guess, the part or like there were points where it was like, what What are your thoughts on that? I'm curious. Like, what? My thoughts? Fuck them. Like, <laughs> that's your thoughts. Can you put that on a podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Okay, so when I started going to business events, um, I can remember it clearly. I remember that day we had Oprah tickets. So we were going to see Oprah uh, nice. in Toronto and I had this, um, the will, will be conference in Niagara at White Oaks and White Oaks is super fancy and I'm a little bit fancy now, but I'm, I was not fancy back then, but I still have the same Lululemon pants. And I remember showing up in Lululemon pants and, um, like a bench jacket that would now fit my daughter instead of myself. But yeah, like a Lululemon's a bench jacket and whatever shoes I had on, it was probably flat because I was literally leaving this conference and going to see Oprah and that's how I was comfortable. Lululemon pants is how I feel comfortable. And I quite honestly wear them to, to everything. I, I, I do. I still do. I still show up to networking events in my Lululemons, my Birkenstocks, and my Lululemon jacket. It's my suit. It probably costs just as much money as your suit. Um, and I don't, I don't care. I, I've never cared to a fault. But what I did do is I found a local store called Shannon Passero. And this woman, man, she's got some great clothes. So I'm all Shannon Passero or all Lululemon now. So like this shirt is made out of bamboo. It's very, very comfortable, oh, yeah. but it looks very nice. Um, her pants are very comfortable. So it feels a lot like Lululemon, but it looks just a little bit more Formal. acceptable by society standards. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I really don't. Um, and people judge me and people uh, don't trust me right away because I'm not dressed like a business owner, but um, I'm not comfortable wearing heels and uh, like some fancy blazer or and something. And a Louis belt and... Um... Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm not. I know. Um, I, I also like want to get your thoughts on like in terms of like, um, I guess like, I don't know. But how, wait a second though. How do you feel about that? Like am I in left field here? No, like I, I agree with you. Like I, I okay. wore a t-shirt and jeans on and Chuck Taylors on purpose because I right, wanted I'll, to talk I'll make to this like legit. <laughs> like I want to legit. Like I wanted to legit connect with like real authentic people because what I've noticed, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but like, and it's okay if you don't. But like, what I've noticed is like a lot of like these younger millennials or like younger stuff like that. They're they're almost coming from a takers mentality. It's like, hey, what well, do you do? How much, and they're spending all their money on clothes and got no money in their wallets. Exactly. No, yeah. I drive. You know what, though? I may look like a bum, but I drive a nice truck. There you go. That's where I spend my money in vacations. That's how I spend my money, you know? Yeah. 
So the thing is, like you know, it's it's um, I I personally, in my own opinion, like I feel like you know the the clothes the, and everything like doesn't make the person. If you're genuine, you're genuine. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's, that's all that really thing. matters. And um, and that's why I connected with you right away because I was like, oh my gosh, like she's she's oozing with like this awesomeness. And if you noticed that day, my shoes, because I wore society standard shoes that day and they were hurting my feet. It was like bleeding. So I threw them in the garbage for lunch hour. I went to like walking on a cloud old lady shoe store and I bought a pair of Birkenstocks and I'm like, throw these Michael Kors in the garbage. I never want to see them again. And I wore a dress, a blazer and Burks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a rock star. I love it. I love it. I I really do. It's awesome. Like shifting gears a little bit, I want to ask you, like, what are you um, passionate, excited, ignited about, you know, recently? Uh, like outside of work? I guess like, you know, whatever, whatever gets you like going, like, you know. Um... Uh, coffee. <laughs> I love coffee and Prosecco. Honestly, if I can get like both of those things in, like in close proximity of each other in a day, mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy. I love my new iPhone 7 Plus with the camera. Uh, I've been playing around with that a little bit. So my daughter and I, we go do stuff and like take pictures and stuff like that. Her and I, I'm trying to um, be a better mom, I guess, a little bit. I'm finding I, I, uh, I'm working a lot. She's watching me work and and. I'm, I'm mind being very mindful about this. So we're going to start, um, cooking together once a week. Nice. And what your audience won't know, I don't cook. So this is hilarious because she came up from library at school the other week and she's like, mom, I got you something I put on the countertop. Like you should, uh, you should take a look at it if you have some time. And it was a cookbook. I'm like, all right, well, that's a hint. And she likes food and she likes food prep. So that's, what's going to fire me up. Next week is we're going to start cooking together, my daughter and I. Um, anything to do with my kid, I just I love hanging out with her. She's a super cool human being. Um, <laughs> she's kind of like my BFF. We have a cat and a dog, and like we play with them. Um, movies, we, we love to watch movies and old cartoons. Um, but honestly, other than my child and my business, like I don't have a life right now by choice, and it's okay. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> And this almost like leads to my other question in terms of like, you know, in terms of a biz mom, um, where, where, you know, like, do you have, like, how intentional are you to, to spend time with your daughter? How, how, cause like my, my, I have a personal friend as well too, where he's like a biz dad, like single dad has, you know, his, uh, full custody of the, the child and like, and, but he runs like three businesses and, and. I could see him going nuts sometimes because like, he's like always so busy, but like, I just want to yeah. get your thoughts on how do you fit this all in? It's really hard. It's very intentional. Every time I put her in the car, I give her a kiss on the forehead, like just any little thing I can do. So she knows I love her because of a lot of the time I have to ignore her. <laughs> um, anything I can do to make sure she knows how much I love her. Um, it's very intentional and it's hard because I'm the after hours contact for Mrs. Clean. So if I have a girl setting off an alarm, I have to have my phone on. So I I don't really even have the option of like shutting the phone off. What I do do is make sure it's not an emergency and then ignore anything else that comes through. But, um, my phone's always on. I do my best to like not touch it while we're having our time together between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Um, I do 
a lot of play dates with her and her friends so she can act like a child. Cause she's also an only child too. Right. So that's yeah. hard having a biz mom being an only child. So she needs, she needs little people in her life as well. Yeah. Um, her father and I have this amazing, so her father and I are split, but we have this amazing co-parenting situation where we each other and our only real goal is to co-parent and make sure our daughter um, has everything she needs from both parents. So he's picking her up from school today so I can do this podcast with you. But, you know, I know I'm expecting I'm going to get a phone call. Mommy, can I house for a little bit? And the answer is always yes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing what my child needs and trying to balance it. Um I try to get her involved in the business too. So she's excited about it. My kid is driven by money. I don't know where she got that from, (laughs) but she's driven by money. So like I pay her to help me stick her bottles. Um, I give her her some, um, and I think some of your listeners are going to say, but like, what about just letting her be a kid? And, um, I I do my best with the play dates and stuff, but like, this is my life. Um, I would be absolutely miserable if I had a different job or a different life. And I think part of being a good mom is being happy and my businesses make me so happy. Uh, so I think that reflects in my parenting. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I get that. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, I actually, I don't realistically, uh, like, you know, like I can only imagine what it's like because like it's, um, I, I I love that because you're you're very intentional about it. You you make you make the time for her and you you build a, a relationship with her and then you kind of watch her grow. And that's almost like the benefits that I see with like a biz mom or dad. And it's almost like something that I have the utmost respect for for you, like for you and like for my own personal friend as well too, Tuan, where where you guys can like be both. And it's so cool and I understand that hey, you know what? It's time to like have a balance <coughs> teach her something make sure like she's she's on the right track and set her up for success as well too and um i just maybe that's that's why because my parents was never really around personally myself but i the reason why i chosen to be an entrepreneur is because for this specific reason i've always wanted to walk yeah. my kids to school yes. um building an actual relationship with them and growing up um my mom God bless her, was a single mom with a completely different financial situation than my than my own um, and really was absent in our lives. Um, and my father was absent just because he was an absent dad and my mom worked a lot. So we had babysitters a lot. And my, and I say this with all the most, the most respect for my mom. She did exactly what she needed to do for us, but she, but she wasn't around What's really cool now, just to like finish this off and then to move forward, is my mom lives in my in-law suite upstairs. So now my mom and I get all the time in the world together as adults. So like it's actually a really cool dynamic, and uh, I love having her around, and I'm really grateful for this time with my mom now as an adult. Um, so I kind of created a life for myself and my daughter based on my own childhood where I am available at three o'clock to pick her up. I drop her off to school every day. Mm-hmm. I make her cause I don't cook a shitty lunch every day. <laughs> like she has everything she needs and I am around. And even though I may be, you know, um, doing a little work after school, she's not in daycare. Um, she's only in daycare by choice because her friend goes to daycare on Wednesdays. So she has to go too. <laughs> and so, so I am a present mother 
and I may have to choose to work some days, but I'm here for her. Like, and I'll stop what I'm doing to have that conversation or to answer the question or to make her a snack or whatever. Now you said, I can't even imagine what that looks like being a dad and having a business. You know what it looks like? It looks like taking 10 times longer to get any single task done (laughs) in a day, 10 times longer. And I'm not exaggerating. Like that's a legit statement. It takes 10 times longer to accomplish anything in life as a parent. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the first quote that comes into my mind when I think about you, Rachel, is that, you know, given, um, I'm going to totally botch this quote, but, but like given, give, um, the right shoes to a woman, she can take over the world or something like that. As long as they're flats. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. so you are definitely that. And, um, I totally botched that quote, but like, I know that there. It's just you're like a woman on fire. Like you, you tackle things and you, you, you care a lot, and it's awesome. I love that about you, and it's so inspiring. And I, I'm thankful and grateful that we got to chat about this. Cause like, me too. Thanks for having me on today. It's awesome. Um, I, I'm going to ask you two, two more questions. We're going to wrap things up, and because uh, I know you're going to um, have to kick it and stuff. And um, but before we get into that, I want to say, you know what, like. Thank you, Rachel, for again, like taking like the time to speak with me and, and just being inspiring and doing your thing and, and, you know, sharing your story. I appreciate you for for doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, for all those path hunters, whoever wants to reach you or, you know, stalk you online or anything like that, uh, where are you, where do you typically hand out, hang out? You know, Facebook's fun because that time I do like the crazy, uh, Facebook live video actually, (laughs) You guys should all go take a look at my hot tub video on Facebook. So it's Rachel uh, Lynn app on Facebook. On Instagram, you could find me at it's cray cray ray ray. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, clean with bear is uh, the business Instagram. So that's where you can find me. Just tell me how I know you, so I don't think you're some like weird stalker. <laughs> and and I'll be your friend. Awesome, I love that. So um, two final questions. So when this. You know, this um, podcast is called the Path Hunters Podcast. So when you hear that term, Path Hunters, what comes to mind? Oh, like, um, you know, finding your journey, you know, going forward and finding your journey and following your path. Yeah, it's a great name for a podcast, by Mm. the way. Thank you. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Hold it with a lot of pride, I'm telling you. Um, Yay. So imagine this. So I'm going to last final question. I'm going to paint you this picture. Um, Dundas Square. You're standing in Dundas Square and busy, you know, busy traffic, people walking by. And uh, you have a cardboard sign that you're able to write one message or advice to impact all these people's lives in a positive way. What message or advice would this be? Uh, just be you. Or just like, just be, just be can be anything, but just be you. I love it. Love it. That's that's it. It's what I talk about all the time. Is just be un- being authentic and don't do things out of obligation. Do because you want to be there. Don't be friends with somebody out of obligation. Don't talk to that family member out of obligation. Just be you and do what's right for you. Woo! There we go. I love it. <laughs> mic, Ra- drop. mic drop. No <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast here with me again. Like, I appreciate you so much, and I appreciate our friendship here because, like, it just means a lot to me that you got jumped on here with me and shared your insights and wisdom and knowledge. And uh, keep rocking it, girl, because you're awesome. Thank you. Thanks for your support with everything. Have yourself a great one. A great right. one. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
And guys, that was Rachel. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Hope you guys loved that. I honestly, Rachel, thank you so much for jumping into the podcast. I appreciate you so much for doing that. Oh my gosh. All you Path Hunters out there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was just amazing. And I hope you find amazing insights out of that. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll catch you on the cassette clip flip side. Have yourself a great one and take care. hope you guys enjoyed that remember to subscribe share and review thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast you can always find me at pathhunters.com stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today